Good vibrations. Uh, you know, this uh, life is full of vibrations. And some of them are good. And some of them, well, let's just say not so good. And I believe these uh, vibrations tend to influence our attitudes. They determine our direction in life. And the bottom line, they're very defining. And I have watched people through the years that they kind of rise and fall according to what the vibration is. And it's especially been evident over this past year. And there's an epidemic. And it is not what you think. I believe it's an epidemic of negativity. I mean, how many of you would agree with that? Yeah. The fact is, people look at a situation, and the tendency is to gravitate to the negative, to see the downside over and over and over. And so we're starting this series, Vibe, because in all honesty, I think we really need it. You know, too many are, in their life, they easily drift to negativity. Turn on the news. You know, read a, a news feed. Lots of negativity. And now, granted, we, we have some difficult things going on. But the pervasive message that I, I hear often is, well, it's the end of the world as we know it. And so it's really easy to get sucked into the negativity, to, into that fear, into that anxiety. And let's just be honest for, for a moment, I mean, some of you, you're living on the edge emotionally in your life. The fact is, some of you are frustrated, you're angry, you're discouraged, you feel isolated, hope is kind of waning. In fact, some of you get up, and every morning there's a sense of dread that, that's just overwhelming. And some of you wonder. Will things ever get back to normal? Can, can we ever get to something that's meaningful again? Can we rebuild things? And so my prayer has been, God help me. God help me stay focused on the good things in the midst of the bad. You know, God help me to, to keep a faith perspective in the middle of the challenges. God, please help me in the midst of all the negativity to stay positive. And here's the thing. God is in the middle of all of it. Good, bad, and ugly. God is with us. God still sits on the throne. God is still working. God is for us. And friends, those kind of vibrations are good vibrations. In fact, they're God vibrations in life. And they will keep you positive. And I just challenge you to fight for your faith. Fight for it. Be, be careful, very careful, what vibes you listen to. Because what you listen to will reverberate in your life. I've seen it over and over and over again. The reality, there are a lot of things going wrong, all right? I'll give you that. 
But as followers of Jesus Christ, we are not to, to put our head in the sand and pretend there's nothing wrong. But I'm reminded that as some things are going wrong, there are many things that are going right. And friends, we've got to get this. Oftentimes we, we find what we're looking for. And my question is, what are you looking for these days? You know, those that know me well know I love watching birds, especially in the morning I, in the hot tub. I watch, I watch the birds. They come to my feeder. And it's interesting because they're all a little bit different in how they approach the feeder and eating. And the fact is they have different uh, eating habits. And w- what is, is curious to me is some birds never come to my feeder. You know, for instance, uh, I'll see a buzzard once in a while. And the buzzards are gliding around. They're scanning the terrain. They're looking for dead things. And when they find it, they eat it. Hummingbirds, on the other hand, well, they buzz around, but they're searching for sweet nectar. That's what they want. And here's here's my point. Birds always find what they're looking for. And it is a spiritual principle in life. Solomon said it this way. If you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, we'll find you. Hmm. If you want to search for negativity, if you want to be miserable, you search for it, and it will find you. It's absolutely true. But if you search for good, you will find it. And so I've got to ask, what are you looking for these days? And I want to be clear, because I'm going to talk about optimism through this uh, series, but I am not talking about some pop psychology perspective. I'm not talking about uh, psyching yourself up each day, you know, some self-motivational mantra. I'm I'm not suggesting that you can be optimistic based on feelings, You know, the song they opened with, uh, Hooked on a Feeling. Great song. But following your feelings, getting hooked on how you feel, friends, I will tell you that will lead to a roller coaster life. You will live life up and down, up and down. I, I am suggesting that you can be optimistic because you belong to the King of Kings, the creator of the universe. You know, you can be optimistic based on what God says. You, you, fact is, my optimism is based on truth, on God's word, on God's power, on God's promise. And I want to add a little spiritual weight to this whole optimism thing. And I, I would say it the, this way. Optimism is an unwavering expectation that you're loving God and powerful God is working in every situation for your future good. You know, Paul, Paul said it this way. He said, and we know, and we know that in all things, think about that, all things, 
everything. It might be a relational struggle. It might be a financial setback. It might be a vocational challenge or some challenge in the family. You know, it might be a breakup or a divorce. You know, maybe some battle or a crisis in your life. But we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. As a follower of Jesus Christ, even in the negative situations, there is the potential to produce a positive purpose in life. That's a reason to be optimistic. And so here's what I want you to do for a moment. I want you to think about what you think about. You know, I want you to think about uh, your future. What are you thinking? What are you seeing? And here's kind of the rub here. If your thoughts are consumed by negativity, worry, fear, anxiety, that vibe reverberates in you. And what consumes your mind will control your life. You know, whatever you think about will direct where you're headed. You know, Scripture says it this way. It says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. You know, Solomon wrote that. He was the wisest person in the world at that time. And he, later, he, he would say something very similar. He says, as one thinks in their heart, they become. Friends, get this. You've got to get this. The life you have is generally a reflection of your thoughts. You get up in the morning. You get up and you're in a bad mood got a bad attitude, poor perspective. Guess what? You filter everything through that kind of pessimistic lens in life. And what you think up here, you see. If you tend to think the world's falling apart, if you tend to think everybody's out to get you, If you think, oh, I can't trust anyone, or you think about how much you hate your life, if you think you're always going to be cheated, well, guess what? At the end of the day, it is very, very unlikely that you're going to go, ooh, best day ever. Your life will generally, generally move the direction of whatever your strongest thoughts are up here. See, vibes, friends, are powerful. And so I'll ask you again, what consumes your thoughts? You know, I've said this many times, you know, being content being satisfied, being blessed, uh, being optimistic. It's not a state of affairs. It doesn't matter what's happening out there. It's a state of mind. 
you know, what controls your mind will control your life. Think about what you think about. Be a good exercise this week. What am I thinking about? What am I thinking about? Do, do your thoughts typically drift toward God, toward your faith? Do you believe that God is loving and powerful? Do you believe God's involved in your life? Or do you tend to drift toward the negativity? Oh, no, it's bad, really bad. I'm worried the world's falling apart. If, that, if that's your tendency, you've got to feed your faith. You've got to feed your faith, and you've got to starve the negativity in your life. You have to change how you do things because the things that you feed will grow, and the things that you starve will die. And here's the deal, those negative vibes that that consume your thoughts, they're robbing you. They are stealing from you the potential for for joy and peace in your life. And this doesn't mean you put your head in the sand, okay? But that you focus on things that feed your faith. This, This is a fight that you have got to win in your life. You've got to fight for it so you can win. And it, it, it's a challenge because the vibes, they're reverberating all the time. And, and you've got to make adjustments in your life. You know, for, for example, there are a lot of negative vibes when it comes to the news. Yes? <laughs> Wait, what? I want to be informed. I do not want to be clueless, but sometime back, I started limiting my intake. You know, TV, news feeds, any and all uh, news media combined, Facebook, all of it, 30 minutes a day, and I do not start my day with it. 30 minutes a day, once a day, period. Don't care. I want to know, I want to be informed, but I do not want to be consumed. This is a way that I distance myself from the negative vibes in life. It's starving the negativity, so to speak. You know, and and then what I do is shift my focus and spend more time on things that build my faith. Feed your faith. You know, one of the most valuable things that you can do is spend time in God's Word. You know, devotions, reading Scripture. The, the fact is, those will, will feed you. They will build you. But you gotta, you got to take that step. You see, it's a different vibe. It's a good vibration. It's actually a God vibration. When, when, when you get into Scripture... And what happens is Scripture gets into you, and and you start reading, and you're feeding, and as you focus and as you meditate, you begin to think differently in your life. And those thoughts change your attitude, 
and they change your direction, and ultimately they will change your life. And, and follow this. Uh, the, there's scripture we looked at earlier, but it feeds my faith. It feeds my faith. You know, and we know, and we know all things. God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Anytime you, you read a section of scripture, wherever it is, doesn't matter, it is very important that you understand context. A lot of times in the front of the book, it'll have the context. Who wrote it? Why'd they write it? What's going on? It helps you a lot. Well, this particular verse, if you back up a chapter, Paul, Paul is uh, it, it just awesome kind of uh, summarize for you, but he goes, I don't understand myself. You know, I'm, I'm best, I mess up a lot. The things I want to do, I don't do them. And the things I don't want to do, I do. And, and so you, you can kind of feel Paul struggling. Things are really messy. Uh, he, he's a very negative vibe in chapter 7. But you get to chapter 8, and this vibe changes. You know, Paul, Paul's kind of taken on his negativity, his dysfunction, uh, his sin, and all, all that comes with that. And he writes these words. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. The fact is, that's a great place to be, isn't it? No condemnation. The fact is, if you're, you're a Christ follower, there is no judgment for, for your sins. You, you've been forgiven and I think, that's a great place to be. You know, Paul, if you go on in the, the chapter, he starts talking about the mind. He says, you have a choice to make. You have to determine what you're going to think, what you're going to focus on. And he says, you've you got a choice. You can focus on things of the flesh, or you can focus on things of the spirit. You can focus on God. He says to set the mind on the flesh is what? Death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Hmm. When, when your mind is focused on the spirit, it leads you in the direction of life, peace, things we long for. Then, then you go down a few more verses, and Paul begins to acknowledge that he's got some challenges in his life. He says, I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. You know, Paul, Paul had suffered in his life. We know that. He, he was imprisoned numerous times. He was severely beaten. In fact, we're told he received 40 lashes five different times in his life. Killed some people. Paul had been shipwrecked uh, numerous times. And Paul, after considering all of his suffering and all of his losses and everything that had went on that was kind of negative, so to speak, Paul said all that suffering, it, it pales when compared to the future blessings of God. And friends, when I read that verse, it feeds my faith. It lifts me up. And so I wonder, where, where are you today? Where are you hurting? Where are you struggling? You know, what, what have you lost? Because when you consider all your struggles, 
the disappointments, the challenges, the hardships, I will tell you, they will pale in comparison to the future blessings that God has in store. You know, a verse like that, it feeds my faith. You know, change the vibe in your life. Starve your fears. Feed your faith. Let God renew your mind. And the only way that happens is if you spend time in God's word. It's through his word that that happens. You got to change your focus. Because your life always, always, no exceptions here, your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thought. You know, Paul, he says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Now, I don't know about any of you, but I need that. That is good news for my life. Some of you need that right now. You need to take that verse in. I mean, if you're hurting, what that verse tells me is God will comfort you. If you're confused in your life, God will guide you. If you're discouraged or overwhelmed, God will give you hope in the midst of that. If you're anxious, God will give you peace. If you're weak, God will provide you the strength that you need to face whatever it is got to face. And I know people, people will tell you, and I hear it often, God helps those who help themselves. It sounds biblical, doesn't it? That is not in the Bible. The Bible does not say that. In fact, it's just the opposite. God helps those who need help. God helps those who are broken and weak. God helps those who call out to him, who love him, and who are willing to submit to him. So now we're back to the verse we started with. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And we know all things, all things, the good things, the bad things, the struggles, the challenges, the heartbreaks, the inconveniences, the losses, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. You may not see God. In fact, you may not feel God. But God is working. Even when the enemy means to do you harm in life, God is working. God will bring something good out of it. God is faithful. And God not only is with you, but get this, God is for you. He's for you. You know, some people, they'll tell me, oh, you know, the key to happiness for me is I just lower my expectations. I don't expect anything. And then I'm never disappointed. And when I hear that, it it sounds kind of noble, but I will tell you, I want to scream. I just want to scream and go, do not lower your expectations. You are a child of God. Raise your expectations in life. 
Raise your expectations in the goodness and the faithfulness and the power of God. You know, I mean, how many of you have said, I want my life to go back to normal? And I've been reflecting on this for quite a while now, just that phrase. I want my life to go back to normal. I'll say this as kindly as I can. Some of you were complaining about your life a year ago. Some of you, you were running really, really hard. Some of you, your priorities way out of whack, messed up. See, I, I've been praying and believing that you will go back to something better than normal. That God will do something in you because of what you've been through. You know, that God will, will remake and bring something good. You may not like what you're going through these days, but God is working. And I believe God will do exceedingly, abundantly more than you can ask or even imagine today. And I'm believing that, that because of what you're going through, some of you will get your priorities straight. Some of you, your, your marriages will be stronger. Some of you, your family will be closer. You will become more thankful, more generous in your life. See, I'm believing, although Faith Fellowship's a little thinner these days, that we will be stronger and we will be more passionate for Jesus Christ. You know, the church of God always prevails, by the way. Feed your faith, starve your fears, watch your optimism rise in life. Some of you need that. You know, Paul says, in, in spite of my suffering, my hardships, my distress, in spite of my fears and anxiety, in spite of all that junk, Paul's optimism is rising. It's overflowing in, in his life. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Friends, that needs to be our mantra. We are more than conquerors. Change the vibe in your life. You know, Paul's expectations, you, you can feel it as you get to the end of the book. I mean, his expectations are sky high. You know, he says in the next verse, he says, For I am, I am convinced, unwavering expectation, unshakable assurance, Friends, to the core of my soul, I believe this verse. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of Jesus Christ our Lord. Friends, no matter what you're going through, God's with you. No matter what the situation, God is there in the midst of it. 
Now, let's acknowledge. Got problems. Okay. We have a God that's a lot bigger than our problems. We have a God who all things are possible. And so I just want to ask it one more time. You know, what is it that consumes your mind? Because what consumes your mind controls your life. Your life is always, always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. This week, think about what you're thinking about and change the vibe. See, not just good vibrations. You need God's vibrations in your life. Let's stand for a word of prayer. Our holy God, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of tension, negativity, all the junk that the world wants to sell and give, God, we focus on you. God, this week, just... uh, May your Holy Spirit nudge us, push us. God, if you have to, just rock us every time we start going down that negative road. God, help us to focus on you. You are the answer to all of our problems. God, give us strength. Help us to see things through your eyes. Help us to know your presence. God, because of you, we have every reason to be optimistic. God, we give you the glory, the praise with all we say, all we do, and all we think. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, let's worship together.